1: Good morning. Good morning. I am coming to you from Cambria, California. I've been on vacation, and today is my re entry back into uh, the work schedule. It's been so nice. I'm looking out at the ocean now, wondering is that a whale? Is that a dolphin? Is that a bird? What is that? (laughs) It's good work if you can get it. And I'm grateful, so grateful to get it and to share with you. Oh, my goodness. So let us begin with a prayer. Let us tune in and tap in right now. We start with that breath. We always begin with that breath, that breath of love and gratitude, tuning up tuning up to the higher holy spirit self and we rejoice that we can we rejoice we rejoice yes so grateful and so thankful right now to open our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of perfect love perfect peace harmony joy wisdom clarity we place our hand on our heart to remind us that we are wholeheartedly available for the life of love that we're calling forth. We're consciously accepting and allowing our healing right now or receiving it, invoking into our awareness the higher Holy Spirit self. We partner up. With the higher Holy Spirit self, we partner up with perfect love. We partner up with the truth that sets us free. We are grateful and thankful right now to say yes to infinite intelligence, releasing ourselves from any sense of fear, any sense of lack, any sense of limitation, frustration, Any upset whatsoever, we are grateful that we can choose infinite love as our path of liberation. It is the only path of liberation, so we're not kidding ourselves anymore. (laughs) We're grateful and thankful to accept our healing, allow it, and share it with everyone. We share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we are one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So grateful. Yes. Yes. Now, now, now. It's happening now. So grateful. Okay. (laughs) Okay. it's uh it's so easy to get caught in uh not i mean just to totally surrender into the reverie of prayer. I love it that's so wonderful <sighs> mm. so busting loose from fear that's our topic today. don't you love it, oh my goodness. And as I've been preparing and contemplating I one of the things that I really am grateful for is the consistent and the constant what seems to me the spiraling up of my awareness, the opening of my awareness, the continued experience of clarity that is revealing itself in my mind and in my awareness, I am so grateful for this so grateful for the love that's awakening in me and as me and that I get to share with you this is such a gift to me so what I notice is that I have very little fear and uh, I used to have just these what I would describe as lightning bolts of fear that would move through my body. I would have a thought, and it would be literally like a jolt of fear. Do you ever feel that? And it just courses through your whole energy system. It's uh, it's like a nightmare, isn't it? And I can't remember the last time I had that. And this is the key thing that inspires me and motivates me to share because I connect with so many people who experience that jolt of fear many times a day, many, many times a day. And many people have had their fight or flight mechanism so activated that they're on adrenal overload, right? And the temptation that the ego consistently presents to us is that our fear is related to something in the world. It's outside of us. It's related to something that someone else has done or hasn't done is not doing it's related to our finances it's related to our health it's related to our relationship it's related to something other than our thinking right isn't that the temptation of the ego for me i i've described it as uh i used to be in that mode of rearranging the deck chairs on the titanic Like it would actually make a difference. I'm going to take a sip of my yummy tea here. I love my Amazon tea. From the rainforest. Starting my day. I've been up for a while, of course. but So check this out. I love this. And this spirit guided me to chapter 4 in the text, The Illusion of the Ego, section 4, chapter 4, section 4. This need not be. If you cannot hear the voice for God, it is because you do not choose to listen. So many people say, I can't seem to hear intuition. I can't seem to get divine guidance. It's because you do not choose to listen. And I can hear people all over the world saying, I do choose to listen. What are you talking about? And yet what I can tell you from my own personal experience is the more I choose love, the more I can hear the voice of love because I'm congruent with the voice of love. In fact, That word congruent reminds me that, in case you don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I did a free uh, class slash intro to my seven-week spiritual boot camp class, which starts Thursday, July 18th, day after tomorrow. And... My seven-week spiritual boot camp class, Finding Freedom, is really about finding freedom from fear. It's about finding freedom in your mind. And I did an intro to it, and I gave my number one tip for spiritual success. And so I shared with you part of the class. And that's a free download you can get from my website. And many people have told me it's a very, very helpful. And for me, it completely changed my life. It's the foundation of my deep healing. So, yeah, I encourage you to go and get it for free. You can either listen or download at jenniferhadley.com forward slash findingfreedom. So you can just go to jenniferhadley.com and click through to the um, Finding Freedom page. And then right there at the top, you can fill in the box and get the, the download. And then there's another download or two on the page there. If you scroll down, you'll find them. And on the way, I encourage you to read and listen to testimonials from people all over the world who've taken Finding Freedom and have truly, I've watched them, I've witnessed how they have changed their life. And it's one of the greatest benefits is they can hear the voice for God more clearly and more clearly. So, if you cannot hear the voice for God, it is because you do not choose to listen. That you do listen to the voice of your ego is demonstrated by your attitudes, your feelings, and your behavior. Yet, this is what you want. This is what you're fighting to keep and what you're vigilant to save. So... Bust and loose from fear. We've got to be less vigilant for the ego and more vigilant for God. And I know for me, this is the habit that is our challenge. This is it right here, is that we actually fight for the ego. We fight for our opinions. We fight for our judgments. We fight for our perceptions and our projections. We fight for them. We think we're right all the time. At least I know this is one of the most challenging habits I've been working on breaking. So I'm not 100% yet. I noticed that. And I'm 100% interested and 100% dedicating myself to dissolving and resolving any attachment I have to a judgment or an opinion. And it's I always think it's interesting when I feel a little bit irritated, a little bit frustrated, a little bit of fear there, there's always an attachment to a judgment or opinion. Now, check this out. Your mind is filled with schemes to save the face of your ego and you do not seek the face of Christ. Right. So I don't know about you, but I used to do this all the time. I would have these conversations in my head defending myself constantly. Well, I did that because of this constantly. Right. I, I used to invest so much energy in the mental chatter of defending myself. If I wasn't defending myself, I was attacking someone else, just chattering, 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 chattering. Is it any wonder I couldn't hear the voice for God? I did not choose to listen. I was so wrapped up in that those two cha- trains of thought, and I call them both the pain train. So <laughs> the two trains of thought, defending myself, attacking others. And uh, many people uh, it 's defending themselves, attacking themselves and then attacking others three cha- trains of thought but i uh, I felt so vulnerable i couldn 't bear to attack myself, so I just projected it all out and actually, that really helped me in a sense because now i 'm so clear that all judgment is self judgment all forgiveness is self forgiveness. Why? Because there's only one. There is no other. It's all about me, as it turns out. <laughs> the glass in which the ego seeks to see its face, so the mirror in which the ego seeks to see its face, is dark indeed. How can it maintain the trick of its existence except with mirrors? Aha. Uh-huh. So everything we're looking at is mirroring back to us our egoic thought that's what happens in the world of illusion where you look to find yourself is up to you do you look into your life with blame with shame with regret resentment because if that's the attitude that you're looking with what are you going to find you're going to find evidence To support your attitude. That's how the ego works. The ego will not have you looking in a place where you cannot find evidence to support your false beliefs. Get it? The ego will not have you look in a place where you cannot find evidence to support your false beliefs. Everywhere you look. You will find evidence to support your false beliefs if you're identified with the ego. This is why I talk about partnering up. Partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Course of Miracles tells us to start each day invoking the Holy Spirit and saying, You decide for me. Every day I record a prayer as part of my ministry and you can subscribe to my daily prayer or you can just go and listen on the phone, listen online. All that is at the jenniferhadley.com website. Join me in prayer every day. It's a great way to remember to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. It really works when we turn the day over to the higher Holy Spirit self so powerful. Jesus says to us here then in paragraph 2 of section 4, chapter 4 in the text, I have said that you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. Now, that is a new thought (laughs) for some of us. You cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. So if you think of modern psychology, and modern self-help, there's such a huge emphasis on changing your behavior as a way to change your mind. Right? Jesus is telling us you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. does not work that way. But he says, I've also said many times that you can change your mind. When your mood tells you that you have chosen wrongly, and this is so whenever you are not joyous, then no, this need not be. In every case, you have thought wrongly about some brother God created, including yourself, and are perceiving images your ego makes in a darkened glass. So I actually began offering my Finding Freedom class, my seven-week spiritual boot camp class. It starts on Thursday because I had so many unhealed resentments and regrets with my family. And it was constantly churning, churning, churning. My relationships were big, like mostly a big ocean of regret and resentment. And I was just sick of it. I was so tired of feeling like a total relationship loser. I was so despairing that I couldn't oh I couldn't seem to get over. Oh my gosh, all the stuff. Oh. and uh it just turned around and turned around. I was like a seething mass of upset and self-disgust and anger and resentment. And it felt like that was the whole of my life. It was just a big washing machine of dirty laundry. And I hated it. I hated it. I was just filled with hatred, self-hatred, hatred, hatred, hatred of this life. And I couldn't stand it anymore. And I decided to roll up my sleeves and make my whole life about healing this gnarly, dirty laundry. And I had no clue how to really do it, even though I was a science of mind practitioner for years at that point. But I decided to get her done. Let's get her done. Let's do this. Let's do this. And so the first time I offered my Finding Freedom class, it was called Family Freedom. Because I learned so much. I liberated myself from all that gnarly mess that I had with my family for so, so long. I'm going to share with you some more about that as soon as we come back from the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love and we're walking the talk right now.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: So we're talking about busting loose from fear. I think it's so important to really hold in your mind, so valuable to hold in your mind that it's possible. It's really possible. And this is why I'm motivated to share what I do because it is not only possible, it's doable. And I have, I've been able to do so much of it myself. It totally blows my hair back. I know Regina Dawn Akers and all the other teachers in Living a Course in Miracles and I were talking about this. I love doing classes with Regina. The recent Living a Course in Miracles classes were so good. Gosh, they just are always so good. I'm amazed at how pure and clear and delicious they are and uh, uh, I was thinking about this earlier today that uh, the folks that I have come to be friends with through the Living a Course in Miracles classes so Garrett Gary Renard, well, Gary and I were friends for years before we did Living a Course in Miracles together, but you think of Gary Renard, and uh, I've had so many intimate personal conversations with him uh, as just friends, and of course, he's very public about how fearful he used to be, how unhappy he used to be, how depressed he used to be. I mean, just clinically depressed, really super down and, uh, for years. And I mean, he was depressed at a very young age and for decades, really just absolutely so unhappy. And, uh, uh, I know talking to, and of course he's not, he's such a joyful, happy person now. And, um, David Hoffmeister, same thing. He, he was fearful he was a loner. He, um, was, uh, uh, introverted and, uh, insecure. So insecure and shy. He's told me so many stories about that. Again, just, you know, as friends talk and share their stuff. And, uh, now look at him. He travels all over the world. He's been doing that for 30 years he stays in uh, other people's homes all the time constantly in public gatherings almost every day and sharing 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 he has a whole community around him now he basically lives in in an ashram type setting right so he's not an introvert anymore he's not um isolating anymore. He's not depressed anymore. He's not afraid and shy at all anymore. Uh, And uh, John Mundy, you know, Helen Shookman was his therapist as a young man. And he's changed his life so much, opened up to love so much. And he's such a sweet, beautiful teacher of uh, healthy, harmonious relationship and family, healing and uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to. Th- oh, Regina, you know Regina was unhappy, very successful career, making lots of money, corporate executive, all of that stuff, but unhappy, so <laughs> dissatisfied. And me too, me too, me too, and we've all turned it around through applying these teachings. So again, you can study them till your eyes fall out of your head. You can wear your fingers down, turning the pages of the book and highlighting things. You can discuss it in a study group forever and it will not change your life. It's applying it. It's applying it. So that's what I teach in my classes. Finding Freedom, my seven-week spiritual boot camp class, is all about applying it, really living it, doing it step by step, day by day. And that seven-week boot camp process really gets you going. You know, it's like you leap off. In fact, what was I thinking recently? Um Trying to remember where I was, but i had oh I know I was speaking at agape uh the week before last, and uh, it just came out of my mouth something like so because we were just it was just uh just after Fourth of July, and I was saying how you know there's so much attention i'm Get your body in shape for the summer. Look great in your bathing suit this summer. Get in shape this summer. Lose the weight this summer. And right, doesn't the ego want us to focus on doing that? (laughs) And I said, you can do that. But if you put your attention on getting your mind in shape, you'll have a great mind for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life. But you can lose 10 pounds. Will you keep that 10 pounds off? I don't know. (laughs) So rather than focusing on the external, let us get our mind in shape. I love this. I have said, Jesus tells us here, chapter 2, section 4, chapter 4, I have said that you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. But I've also said, and many times, that you can change your mind. Yes, yes, yes. I'm in a rental house. The phone is probably somebody trying to sell me something. Um, I love that because you really can heal your mind. And the thing is, you don't have to know how to do it. When you partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, moment by moment, day by day, and you begin to see that everything in your life is a mirror of your mind and you thank God that it is a mirror of your mind instead of cursing your life and cursing the world. It's amazing how much you can shift. And Jesus says here, this may seem hard to do, but it is much easier than trying to think against it. Your mind is one with God's. Denying this and thinking otherwise has held your ego together. But has literally split your mind. As a loving brother, I'm deeply concerned with your mind and urge you to follow my example. As you look at yourself and your brother and see in both the glorious creations of a glorious father. When you are sad, know This need not be. Depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions and then decide otherwise. So I do invite you to get that number one tip for spiritual success on the Finding Freedom page at JenniferHadley.com and, and, and... I haven't uh, announced it yet, but I think I'm going to do a free class on Saturday. A free class on Saturday. And it will be related to this topic of freedom from fear. Because I really just love this idea of, yeah, you can get your body in shape this summer, and that's a great thing to do. But if you get your mind in shape, you've got it for the rest of your life. Truly, The healing that happens with the Holy Spirit is permanent. It's everlasting. It really, really is. And so this is why we don't work at the level of form. Changing your behavior is the level of form. When we work at the level of the mind, it's eternal. It's infinite. It lasts forever. Let us work where it lasts forever oh my goodness, yes, yes, yes. And so I started to say before the break that uh, my original class of finding freedom was called family freedom because I had had so much healing in my family and I never thought it was possible. I can't tell you really how entrenched I was because it's hard for me to really remember the depths of it. But what I do remember is that there was some portion of every day, and it was such a repetitive thought that I was limited by my family. I was limited by my family experience. I was limited by what my family had taught me. I was limited by the old hurts and the old upsets that I could not seem to heal. And I, I was really at a loss. Now you got to remember I had been through four years of training as a science of mind practitioner and I, understood the science of mind teachings backwards and forwards, and I was teaching them. I was leading workshops. I thought I really understood them. And at the time, I thought my teachers really understood them. Now I know that I did not really understand them because I did not live them and I did not apply them 100% of the time. I was not vigilant for God. And until you really have a commitment to living it moment by moment, you just don't really understand it. I sure didn't. Because to me, think of it this way. The truth sets you free. If you don't feel free, you're not living the truth. So you might have an intellectual understanding of it. You might be able to quote Course of Miracles scripture, any kind of scripture. You might know the teachings of Charles Fillmore backwards and forwards. But if you do not feel free, you're not living it. You can't be. And what for me, there was so much confusion because I thought, I know this material so well. I know these teachings so well. I get it. It makes sense to me. And where so many people would say, I understand these teachings, but I don't believe them. I understand them, but I don't believe them. Was such It still is. It's such a common refrain. I understand what you're saying, Jennifer. I just don't believe it. And... Uh, I I think John Mundy and I had a conversation about this recently I'm trying to remember if it was in living A Course in Miracles or if it was just a conversation that we had the two of us but he knew Helen Shookman for years when and she's the scribe of A Course in Miracles so he knew her when they were editing the book and the Cleaning up the text and the grammar and all, whatever they were doing. I don't really know what they were doing, but <laughs> when they were doing that, he was right alongside her in there, and she was his therapist. And <clears throat> he told me, and many others have affirmed this too, that she didn't really believe the teachings of A Course in Miracles, even though she was the scribe of the Course. So, reading it, understanding it, having an intellectual clarity about it doesn't mean that you understand it. Doesn't mean that you, I mean, doesn't mean you believe it. If, if you really understand it, I don't see how you could fail to live it. If you really understand it. For me, I still have from time to time an aha. Uh-huh, well, all the time, AHAs about an, uh, a clarity of understanding it that eluded me because I was still entrenched in my own beliefs. So for me, I dedicated myself to this whole thing that I'm sharing with you today and and uh, go into in greater detail in my number one tip for spiritual success. But this whole thing of... Fighting to keep what you are vigilant to save, which is your ego beliefs. You cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. See, I really thought that I could change my mind by changing my behavior because studies show that it works. Ah, ah, no. They are not looking deeply into the, when you heal the mind, when the mind is healed, and I would say you don't even do the healing. You know, Because so many people are identified with the ego. They think they are the ego. They think they are the one who loves to attack, to blame, to shame, to throw a hissy fit. They think they are the one who is a loser. They think they are the one who's not enough. They think they are the one who's got something wrong with them. They think they are the one who's unworthy. If you think you are any of those things... You're identified with the ego like I was. So if we're identified with the ego, we don't understand who we really are. There's, it's not possible for us to have a thought of unworthiness, lack or limitation if we know who we truly are. It's not possible. The healing is so extraordinary, and it's totally available for all of us. It's completely free. It's free. And the access is through living these teachings, applying them moment by moment, day by day, applying them when it feels excruciating, by partnering up, not going it alone, not Leaning upon our own understanding, but instead leaning upon the higher Holy Spirit self, leaning upon our elder brother Jesus to lead us and guide us. If you cannot hear the voice for God, it is because you do not choose to listen. And the ego will have a say. I do choose to listen. I do. I'm trying so hard. Love is the voice. Love is all that there is. So when we're choosing love, then we're listening. The harder it seems to choose love, the bigger the bang in the healing. Love is the healer. And it's our choosing to express love rather than deny it. It's our decision to share love rather than withhold it, that allows the love to heal our ego attachments and thinking. This is how we bust loose from fear. And I love what Martin Luther King Jr. said. He talked about a divine discipline, developing a divine discipline. And that appealed to me so much. Reverend Michael Beckwith calls it a discipline, which is great. And it really is a discipline of choosing love, which is not behavior. It's about changing your mind and choosing loving thoughts. So what I did in my family was I changed all of that. And I'm going to say more about that in the next section. It's time for me to take a break. This is Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love and walking the talk. I'll be right back.
0: Create an extraordinary story of your life. Join best-selling author Mark Nepo and singer-songwriter Daniel Naymod at Unity Village for The Exquisite Risk, Daring to Live an Authentic Life, September 19th through 22nd, 2013. Take The Exquisite Risk with Mark Nepo in this inspiring retreat and workshop. Learn more at unityvillage.org slash N-E-P-O.
1: So we're back, and I'm. Our topic today is bust and loose from fear. And I, one of the greatest fears I had was that I would never heal my relationships with my family members, that they would never be truly, deeply harmonious, and that I would not feel free in my relationships. With my parents and my brother. And that I would always feel conflicted. There would always be arguing, sarcastic remarks, sabotage, and passive-aggressive behavior, and all of that. Yep. It really is. It really is difficult to bear up under that belief that it can never heal. It was, it felt crushing to me. And I was in therapy for years and I did so much work. I was a science of mind practitioner and I was in despair that I would never be able to heal these things because I couldn't reach into the past and do the healing. And I just felt at such a loss until I dedicated myself to developing a divine discipline, that discipline of choosing love. And simultaneously, as I dedicated myself to that, it came into my awareness exactly what to do and how to do it step by step. And so I applied the things that I was given by what feels like to me, my guides, my angels, my ancestors, certainly Jesus, Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, all these beings of love and light, I felt them teaching me, helping me, leading me, guiding me, moment by moment and day by day, because I took my willingness from a little to a load. (laughs) And... It worked. It absolutely worked. And I began to feel like I was finding a roadmap to freedom. And so my own teacher said to me, you have found the roadmap and you've got to share it with people. And so my first Finding Freedom class was called Family Freedom because I... My mom got diagnosed with cancer, terminal cancer. They told her she had three months to live. She ended up having three years. And in those three years, we completely healed our relationship. All resentment, all regret, all guilt, all blame, all shame, healed back to the nub totally and completely. And that taught me that it was possible and that I had to share with others what I was learning. And so that's what I began to do. I was absolutely compelled to share. And that's why I offer so many free classes and so many things. Now, Finding Freedom, my class that starts day after tomorrow, is not free because I have found that people, when they took it for free, they didn't do the work. So it's not free anymore. It's it's a paid class. I don't have any scholarships or anything like that, but I will accept just about any payment plan. If you need to make 10 payments or 20 payments or stretch it out over a year, I'm totally happy to do that. Just send an email, this is what I'd like to do. So if you're interested in taking that Finding Freedom class that starts this week, uh You can learn all about it at jenniferhadley.com. You can read all the testimonials and listen to the people. That's just a per- small percentage of the people that have done the work ahead of you have had amazing healing. Amazing, amazing healing. Now, I love this. We're in Chapter 4, Section 4, This Need Not Be, Paragraph 3. When you are sad, no, this need not be. Depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions and then decide otherwise. When you are anxious, realize that anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego, and no, this need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. When you feel guilty, remember that the ego has indeed violated the laws of God, but you have not because you're not the ego. Leave the sins of the ego to me. Thank you, my brother. That is what. Atonement is for. Atonement is the full realization that the separation from God never occurred. It's an illusion. But until you change your mind about whom your ego has hurt, the atonement cannot release you. See, and that's what I had to do. I had to change my mind about what the ego has hurt in thinking that I did it. While you feel guilty, your ego is in command because only the ego can experience guilt. This need not be. Watch your mind for the temptations of the ego and do not be deceived by it. It offers you nothing, nothing you want, nothing of value. Oh my goodness, is that true or what? When you have given up this voluntary dis. Spiriting, isn't that a great word? You will see how your mind can focus and rise above fatigue and heal. Okay, that is a giant clue right there. When you have given up this voluntary dispiriting, so every time you choose to think and believe a thought of lack and attack, that is the voluntary dispiriting You are consciously choosing separation. The thoughts of lack and attack are the weapons of separation. They keep the separation alive in your mind. This is why we don't focus on changing our behavior. We focus on changing our mind. How do we do that? We give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit all day long. We partner up all day long. When you've given up this voluntary dispiriting, you will see how your mind can focus. It can focus and rise above fatigue and heal. Yet, you are not sufficiently vigilant against the demands of the ego to disengage yourself. This need not be. We partner up. The habit of engaging with God and his creations is easily made. If you actively refuse to let your mind slip away, be vigilant only for God. The problem is not one of concentration. Oh, isn't that the good news? (laughs) It's not one of concentration. This is why meditation can be beneficial, but it's not the fast track to healing. It's not being vigilant for love. And choosing your thoughts with the love meter intact. Is this a loving thought? Then I'm going to choose to think it. Then I'm going to choose to invest my belief in it. If it's not a loving thought, I'm going to give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. Oh my goodness. The problem is not one of concentration. It is the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. That's a false belief. Side with me consistently against this deception and do not permit this shabby belief to pull you back. The disheartened are useless to themselves and to me, but only the ego can be disheartened. Have you really considered how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourself and how many of them you have refused? All right, right there is proof, right? Haven't we had so many opportunities to gladden ourselves and we refuse to do it? I used to do that all the time. Crazy making. That's the sign of craziness. That's the sign of ego identification. When you have an opportunity to choose love and you say, no, they're not worth it. No, I'm not going to do it. Then that's the choice for the ego. Seek to change your mind, not to change the world. And your behaviors, what you do with your body, that's the world. All right, let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful for the love of God leading us in every moment, whether we know it or not. We're deciding right now, we're calling forth the highest level of healing, And we're accepting it. We're allowing it. We are choosing love. We're choosing to be vigilant for God. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Don't forget to go to JenniferHadley.com. Get the number one tip for spiritual success on the Finding Freedom page. And if you're interested, class starts Thursday. And just so you know, People start that class even in the last week. So whenever you're listening to this, it's not too late. I love you. Have a great week.